6.30 Chad Afternoons with Jalen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad. A new high-level community safety and well-being strategy... It has been unveiled by city administrators in hopes of making Edmonton the safest city in Canada by 2030. Now, the strategy has seven pillars, anti-racism, reconciliation, safe and inclusive spaces, equitable policies, procedures, standards and guidelines, pathways in and out of poverty, crime prevention and crisis intervention and well-being. So you might be asking, okay, well, what's the goal here? Well, it's to make sure everyone can feel safe anywhere in the city. Edmonton City Manager is Andre Corbold, and he joins us now. Andre, welcome back to the show. Thank you, Jalen. All right. Everyone can feel safe anywhere. Uh, Seemingly especially important these days as the city deals with a number of public safety issues. Is this, was that part of the impetus for this? Yeah, I would say the impetus for this started uh, two years ago. We've had uh, lots of public hearings. We've heard a lot from Edmontonians about the pain they're feeling. And so, you know, this, this, we, the city council then had the task force make some recommendations, which we initially responded to. And we're asked to go do uh, more work over this past 10 months, which we've done now and we're ready to present to council. But I, I think the reality is, 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 People aren't always feeling safe, and we we need to do better and improve the safety in our city. Um, you touched on a little bit more on on the the community groups that were involved in developing this strategy. I mean, it's not just something that city administration sat down in an office, you know, eight of you, and and put this together. This was done uh, with some great consultation. Yeah, I would say, but there's never enough consultation. I mean, we, uh, first of all, you know, we really did try to honor the, the work that the community task force did last year and presenting its 14 recommendations to uh, council, which were accepted and we've begun to implement. But since that time, we have also uh, worked with 80 other organizations to prepare this strategy. Uh, and, you know, the, the list is in an appendix in the strategy of mm-hmm. folks we worked with. And we met with many of them, but, you know, there's still times a factor. And, uh, and I know some were disappointed that you know we only got the report out publicly the other day before the committee meeting on Monday and it's just a balancing of all the stressors but uh, you know we, we could have not have put this together without the involvement of those community representatives. Andre you know it, it seems like a very 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 lofty goal very lofty is it? It should be. It should be lofty. I think it has to be lofty um, given the uh, the difficult circumstances we're facing and I think it's in, uh, it's particularly lofty given that many of the reasons people are vulnerable in the city of Edmonton is, is due to mental health issues and mm-hmm. due to uh, the opioid and the drug poisoning uh, epidemic that we're dealing with. And that you know that, that those are root causes of other things, trauma. Um, and so this should be lofty goals, uh, and it needs to be in order to increase the safety of the city. But uh, Andre, you know, the city has been working on all of these pillars seemingly individually over the years. So what makes this different by bringing it all together? Yeah, I think it really became clear uh, in the last six months that we needed a more comprehensive strategy. And this is why we really worked hard on defining these seven pillars. And what you'll see different in this strategy than perhaps previous ones is, is firstly, it's completely integrated. So what, what you do in one of the pillars, for example, anti-racism should have an impact on reconciliation. There's an intersectionality mm. between all seven of these pillars. And I would say things like the drug poisoning uh, crisis that we're dealing with, that kind of runs along all seven pillars, right? It's, it's kind of a common uh, thread that we see 
see in all seven pillars. So in many cases, for many severe issues, we need to uh, work all seven pillars in a very coordinated fashion in order to get the outcomes. And, and that's the other thing you'll see in this report and this plan, this action plan, which is our specific outcomes that will be measured, will be reviewed, and then you'll see specific funded actions uh, for things to take place almost immediately. And that was one of my, my next question, Andre, is how do you measure this? What metrics will be used? Yeah, that that is a difficult one, and uh, you know, but essentially, uh, there are met, there there are good metrics all over the city of Edmonton. Different organizations, we want to coordinate them, but some of it is a sense of how you feel. Do you you know the the citizens' feeling of safety? Some of it is uh, crime rates. Some of it is uh, the number of homeless people that are, are are on the streets and so vulnerable that that we need to help. The number of people that are housed, uh, incidents that happen. And I, I think one of the most particular difficult uh, data points is is racism and mm. the incidents that take place in the city. We know they are heavily underreported. And so we've got to do a better job of collecting the data, analyzing the data, and then presenting that data to Edmontonians so they can get a sense of, you know, what the what the safety rate is in each of those pillars and what the aggregate safety feeling is as a result of all of those seven pillars. So where does the cash come from to do all of this? Yeah, well, first of all, you know, council, previous council, this council has all, already allocated lots of resources to, to this uh, safety work. Um, we've got many ongoing commitments, for example, with End Poverty Edmonton, with uh, crisis diversion in, in Reach uh, Edmonton, with the Recover Urban Wellbeing Strategy that has been previously funded. What this, along with this more comprehensive strategy, we're also allocating an additional $8.4 million in this fiscal year uh, for several specific projects. And that was money that council had set aside in the fall budget and wanted us to come back in the spring with a, a specific allocation. Was that the money from the police budget? It, it was indeed. And it's been focused on community safety on 10 big projects that were recommended to council. Now, one of those projects is in fact the uh, community, the integrated uh, dispatching, uh, which is an initiative that, Chief McPhee and I have been working on since last year. Uh, and and so uh, some of those resources will be used to establish that joint dispatch center, which was a recommendation in the task force. It becomes a, a dispatch center that is uh, involves fire, police, social agencies, and the city, uh, and is one independent of the justice system. And, and you know what, Andre, and I think that's a, that's a really interesting one, and it's one certainly that has received, uh, has been talked about a lot, uh, you know, about having... Um, more than just police officers rep- respond to certain calls, having some social workers there as well. So I'm curious to know how that is coming together. You say that you and Chief are, have been working on that and uh, working on it quite extensively. You know, what does that look like as far as timelines and when it gets implemented, how it might work? And I know you might not be there yet, but I'm, I'm curious to know. Well, I would say we are there uh, at this point because we, we've already fielded many teams and the, the Edmonton Police Service has been fielding help teams for, for over a year now and these are 
you know, resource teams that include uh, social workers with police. And, and on the city side, we've been doing that with transit officers in the transit system uh, in what we call COT teams, which are, again, outreach teams that include access uh, to social workers. We recently in Janu- January formed a partnership, which is a bit of a tripartite with uh, the EPS, the City of Edmonton, and Bent Arrow Healing Society, led by Cheryl Whiskey Jack. And these three organizations come together to field those resources. So while we have had resources like that fielded, for example, in transit, we're going from two to seven of those teams with the additional resources. Are, are you seeing success there, though? Because it sounds, you know, what, what we're hearing over and over again doesn't sound like it's be, things are being uh, that, that, that they're... Um the gains are being made. We keep hearing about incidents happening. So I'm wondering if you're seeing successes. We we are definitely seeing some successes in some areas, but it, it is a, a matter, I think, of resources and getting back to the root causes. We have housed hundreds of people in the city in the last couple of years with, with the housing strategy, yet we still have more vulnerable people. Uh, who become houseless because uh, of other, you know, root cause issues. And so it continues to be, uh, uh, you know, an ongoing work. And I think what the strategy does help do is help integrate that work in a much better way than it was, much more coordinated. There's some specific actions. So this is not a plan to plan. It's an action strategy that involves things like, uh, you know, building and establishing a bridge healing center, which has an express purpose of um, discharging folks from hospital, but into a center as opposed to discharging them into homelessness. So that's a change. It's a very specific change uh, to the system. Uh, Andre, one more question before I let you go. You know, we talk about the, the the homeless issue that we have in the city. There's there's so many layers there, and one of them, in in my mind, uh, you know, is you, know, you look at root causes, and certainly the root causes of some of the crime that's happening here is the drug issue that this city is facing. I'm curious to know what is being done about the drug issue that Edmund is facing uh, from a sort of organized crime perspective I'll, I would let the EPS speak to that in terms of you know the criminal aspect of that our focus is on the people that are vulnerable that are being preyed upon uh, by criminals yeah. out on the streets that that are that are you know victims of drug poisoning and victims uh-huh. of you know mental abuse or or health issues our focus is to make a connection between those people and the social agencies that can get them help and the health system that can get them help so that they can, you know, get their dignity, uh, get their lives, um, get assistance with whatever they need and, and, you know, maybe even connect back with community so, and family where they can be well supported. And then the last thing I would like to say, if I could, is just that, just that keep in mind that this strategy is, is not just a downtown um, safety strategy. It's a citywide mm-hmm. strategy. And there are things uh, Edmontonians need in the suburbs of, of Edmonton. Uh, and, and it includes things like basic necessities like public bathrooms and, and safe and inclusive spaces and safety in not just the LRT system, but transit stations all over the city. So we do think of this from both a downtown perspective and a suburban perspective where people, you know, need to feel safe again throughout the entire city. Oh, and I would say arguably what we've done recently has been more focused on downtown yeah. for a bunch of good reasons, but this is citywide. Lots of work ahead, Andre, and we'll be watching closely. Thanks for your time. Appreciate it.
Thank you, Jalen. Yeah, take care. Andre Corbold, Edmonton City Manager. So these proposed strategies, by the way, uh, up uh, for scrutiny at Council's Community and Public Services Committee on May 16th.